What in the fuck is really going on out there? Buds in the basement. Welcome to Buds in the Basement podcast. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And I'm here with my guest, Mrs. Buds. Actually, Mrs. Buds has a name. Her name is Megan, Megan Collins. That's my wife. And uh, she's going to be on the show this week because, well, for a number of reasons, actually. uh, Number one, the day you're listening to this show, if it's on the Friday, it's Mrs. Bud's birthday. Happy birthday, babe. Happy birthday to me. And how many years young will you be? We're not talking about that now. Oh, come on. 35. Once you hit 30, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm a cradle robber. Yes, I'm 42. My wife's just turning 35. Oh, my God. But yeah, you know, girls my age just couldn't put up with me. So here we are. (laughs) Girls. (laughs) Hey, I try to make I try to make jokes. Okay, they're not always funny, but I got some. But there's a number of reasons I want you on the show today. And so I'm glad you're here. And, you know, let's 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 get going right now, because, you know, we're not just a podcast about politics. Of course, we're going to get there because we don't have a choice. You know, you guys love it. I love it. You know, everybody hates it. Mrs. Buds does hate it. But, you know, whatever. So. But we're on some real life shit, too. And and, you know, there I would like to shine a light on something, you know, for for listeners that are, you know, thinking about such ideas that we'll get into in a minute. So, you know, Megan, my wife, my love, you know, you did something extremely fucking brave at your age. Um, You know, not to say you're old. I'm not. That sounds really bad. Holy shit. (laughs) You know, you don't have to say anything. I know, but like at your age, who's already, you've already been to school, right? Yes. You already have a bachelor's degree, right? Yes. So what did you just start doing a week ago? Um, After 11 years of graduation, I went back to school to totally change careers. And, you know, that's pretty scary to do when you already have a life and a home and and a schedule and stuff like that and and a career and to totally just switch gears overnight you know not so much overnight i mean this has been a long time coming but you know you decided to do this and and here we are and you know i I, i'm bringing this up just because i think a lot of people might be in the same boat that you're in right now having a meltdown after one week at school (laughs) (laughs) don't don't let that deter you folks she's you know what what are you going to school for at least tell them what you're going to school for i'm going to school to be an x-ray tech and what did i go to school for to begin with yeah well that's what i want to get into so that being said you know what are you doing as a career right now marketing marketing and that's what you went to to college for in the first place kind of Right? Not necessarily. I mean, I went to school for layout and photography design. It's basically what in photo editing. Is that what's on your uh, diploma from Eastern Michigan University? Communication technology is what my um, bachelor's in science is. Okay. So you did that. And and that's what, you know, the, the up and coming career was at the time. You know, and here we are fast forward. To a saturated market where you can't find a job. Yes. You know, you said it, not me, but that's fine. But, uh, you know, here you are at 35 years old deciding, hey, 
I want to do something different for my life, better my life for myself and my family. And there's sacrifices that are made, you know, that and, and to do such things. Yes. You know, and we don't have kids and stuff. So, like, it's a lot different for someone like us to do, you know, what you're doing because we don't have that situation. But I know, I guarantee you, at least a quarter of our listeners have entertained the idea of going back to school. Oh, I'm sure. And... And that being said, you know, what would you tell them what your mindset was thinking about this and actually doing it? Well, I'll say this. I tried for about two years to get a different job in my field. I mean, I did it on and off before that. But during the pandemic, I was laid off for a month, Um, spent that whole time looking for jobs at least putting resumes out there to try and figure out what was going on. Yes, we knew the pandemic actually went longer than we expected, but it was, I was trying to get the feelers out there to try and move forward and get into something that I actually wanted to do as opposed to social media and email marketing. Fast forward two years, the pandemic has hit my company hard. I can't find a job in my field and I'm actually getting emails now from those jobs that I applied for that due to our unforeseen circumstances, we have decided to pull this job from hiring. So, I mean, nobody's hiring and I kind of started looking into it. It's like, I've always wanted to help people and the medical field has always been there. My mom worked in the medical field. It was just that time for transition. Okay. I've been this long of knowing that I needed to do something, but which path was I supposed to take in school and moving forward and knowing that the medical industry really needs help right now because people are doing the same thing, actually finding something that they love as opposed to just doing stuff to survive. Now, when when you made the decision to totally switch gears was your mindset more financial more stability based or was it you just wanted to do something different in general i think at first it was more that i wanted to do something different in general and then knew that stability and financial would come into play with being in an industry that it's never going away Right. No, the medical field is going nowhere. And if you're in it, you're you're in it, you know, and same thing with computer type stuff to a point. You know, if you're an IT person and stuff like that, we have a friend who's an IT right. does very, very well for himself. And but we also have friends in the medical field who are doing very, very well for himself. Yes, you hear my dog tap dancing on the wood floors. He's uh, not understanding why we're sitting in the middle of the living room. This is Bud's from the living room, not from the basement today, but it's always the basement. But anyhow, my dog is like, what the hell are you guys doing right now? And I'm not understanding. He might be protesting a little bit, but, you know, your boys here is all about protests. So that's awesome. But anyhow, let's get back to it. You know, you... I think that's a brave, brave, brave thing you did. I'm coming to the terms that that is a brave thing that I did. I mean, I 
you know, I second guess myself all the time. And did I do the right thing? Is this right? I did have a meltdown after my first week of school, but I mean, the transition is where I'm at. I mean, (laughs) I'm going from an eight hour day to a 15 hour day. And I know that's not when you're coming to the medical field, that's definitely something that kind of happens a lot. But when you're transitioning from this nine to five, sit at a desk all day to nine to five, jump in a car, go to school, learn something, come back and just keep that your mind racing at all times. It's something new that I haven't done in 11 years. But after so you're well, by the, by the time people hear this, it's going to be, you know, roughly a week and a half that you've been into this. Um would you say that you're you're in this for sure? Yes. Like this is this is it. If I was going to quit school, I would have quit school on Thursday during my meltdown. Okay, now what if your current job were to offer you say $30 an hour with benefits? Would you stay? No. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but with the current market of my job and knowing the things that are going on internally, externally, there's that's guarantees not there anymore. Okay. So what would you say to someone who's in your exact, exact same situation? You know, the, the job isn't, you're never going to move ahead with the job. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a very complicit job. You know, it, it's always going to be there, right? If you want it to be, but you know, the, the pay scale is always the pay scale. You're never going to get ahead. Right. Right. So is that the deciding factor for you to just say no way? The pay is not my problem. It is the communication in my job, the in the uncertainty of my job because of the industry that I'm working in as a retail, as a independent dealer of office supplies. I mean, where are office supplies really going? Right, right. Now, in that line of work, does just like at every other line of work, like if you work for the man or you work for a company or whatever you want to call it, you know, is there a lot of micromanaging like everything else that happens in your field or your business in general? My business, no, because there's not many people in my business. And uh, because of the older generation that I work with, they don't really understand what I'm doing to begin with. So they kind of just leave me alone. Oh, geez. Now, if I, <laughs> I mean, realistically, they do. <laughs> And that, I mean, that's part of my problem is the fact that I am left alone. I'm, I'm, it's my own devices. But then again, I'm working with a team that's supposed to be using the tools that I give them to help the business. They're not using my tools. So I can't do my job. I mean, I'm doing my job to the best of my abilities, but if you're not using them, there's no money coming in. So my job's irrelevant. So if somebody like you is in their job and they're like, man, I want to really jump ship. I got to get to class or whatever. And no matter what their age is, you know, 
obviously younger people have a better drive and stuff like that. And they're not really established and such quite yet. Maybe so. I don't know. But like, what would you say to somebody who has been married for say 10 years, 20 years, you know, has a family and, and whatnot, but wants that escape from their everyday nine to five, that's never going to get them ahead. What would you say to them? First and foremost, I do your research. I looked at, I believe, 12 different schools to try and determine what was the best route for us to go and kind of laid everything out on the table to you. What I wanted to do, here's the avenue I want to go. And are we able to do this? I mean, you have to have a conversation. That's the biggest thing. You have to research and have a conversation, especially if you're going to do this. Well, yeah, because financially things change real quick. Financially things do change very quickly. And yeah. I mean, I'm going through that. I already had student loans and bringing back student loans back into our lives. And that's just running. You are running a small business. You are trying to pick up a second business with this podcast. And I am the, not the primary, but I am that stable knowing that I'm there. My paycheck's going to come every two weeks. And it's, it's that scary factor. Well, yeah, because in, in our life and, and, and with probably a lot of our listeners' lives, I feel like a lot of the men in general that listen to this show are maybe somewhat in the trades. Probably. Most likely. And in so, some aspect of the ways, I mean, I bet, I mean, a lot of your listeners are probably the service industry that we were in for a long time. Yeah, service, service industry, but like trade stuff. And in the trades, your job isn't necessarily a, a given. And, and, and we're starting to feel the squeeze right now, you know, with all the inflation and stuff, such people stop spending money. That's just what it is because everything got more expensive. Right. And so, they might not necessarily be looking for painters or, you know, wood floor guys or a lot of stuff can just stay on the back burner because, you know, gas is $900 a gallon, you know, going to the grocery store is ridiculous, you know, and, and, and half the time you can't even find what you want. I mean, this is a crazy time to be alive. It's really fucked up to be quite honest. Agreed. And, uh, you know, that being said, you know, you are Mrs. Buds. You are the whole brains behold, behind this whole operation. You really are. Ta-da. I, I've, I've kind of touched on this before, you know, and with without you, there would be no Buds in the basement because I would still just be talking shit on social media like, hey, I'm going to start a fucking podcast someday and people are going to love it. Yep. And I couldn't let that happen. Couldn't let you talk anymore. Well. About- well, guess what, motherfuckers? We started a podcast, right? And people are listening. Not like this. I didn't, you know, I, I think I thought I was somebody at some point and thought I was just going to have like thousands of listeners right off the rip. I mean, hey, man, we got 100 people a week that listen to this. And I appreciate the fuck out of you guys so much. I love you guys, seriously, because like for real, I when this when this got started, I'm thinking 20 to fucking 50 people tops a week listening to this shit, you know, because like I'm not on that level where the masses are, you no. know, so. And you rub people the wrong way. You mean 
it is what it is. It's you could either love you or hate you. It's kind of where that. I mean, I did both. We've talked about that before. Well, yeah. So like, and I, and I talked about this yesterday. So yesterday, I did somebody else's podcast, and it, it was pretty cool. It was the. It's called the CEO Lab Podcast, and it's a entrepreneurship based podcast if you're into business and and investing and such you know my boy reggie runs it and i did his show we talked business for a little while but we also talked you know the podcast our podcast and one of his questions because he asked me a series of questions in this in his show one of his questions was you know how do how do people perceive you i don't know if it was those exact words but something like something along those lines and I was like, look, man, I usually act, I usually act accordingly. So for the most part, yeah. Either people love me for who I am or they hate me for who I am. And that's it. Nobody's ever going to tell you that Sean's an all right guy. Nobody's ever going to say that. They're going to say he's fucking great. He's awesome. We love him. Or, oh, that Sean's a motherfucker and you need to watch out, you know. But like I said, I've always acted accordingly for the most part. You know, do I have a fall from grace here and there? Everybody does. Nobody's fucking perfect. But, you know, here we are. And so, you know, that being said, that's that's what's going on. But, you know, you, you are the one <laughs> who pushed us or pushed me into doing this show. You know, the guy with a lot to say, knowing the backlash that could happen because of the way I feel about situations in government. Okay. Right. My getting you a podcast, and I don't know if I've told you this or not, was to get you off social media. My whole thing was to, if I get him the podcast equipment and he gets to rant for an hour to two hours a week on the show, maybe he'll get off the phone and I don't have to see every political post 18 times a day and just sit with you playing on your phone, trying to figure out what's going on in the world constantly and actually have a relationship with you again. Has that worked? Sort of. I think the podcast has helped a bit. I think that you kind of go on tangents like you do about you get really into something and you get stuck on it for a little while and then you get off of it and it's okay. It's time to family time and enjoy that time. I mean, like you said in the last couple of episodes that you have been off of watching the news and actually enjoying your life for a minute. So, I mean, I think I've kind of helped in that realm that you finally get that outlet and that you don't want to listen to social media and the news anymore. You just want to kind of live in what's happening. You'll jump on those mainstream things that are going on, Roe versus Wade, the Johnny Depp trial, everything. I can't think of what's going else is going on. Oh, the Ukraine-Russian war at, and it's you kind of place yourself in those hot topics and this opposed to placing yourself in every topic that's going on in the world at that minute. So, you know, when you, when you say that and, 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 and just because, you know, we're just a general American couple, you know, and a lot of people can feel this right now. 
because there's a lot of couples out there where one might be super political and the other one's like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I didn't watch the news for a month and it was nice. And then the moment I turned the news on and you already brought it up. All hell broke loose. Yeah, I know. Fucking Roe v. Wade, man. Like, now, now let before I get into that with you, because we, we, we've talked about this many times, mm-hmm. but before I get into that with you, let's talk about something else for a second. Okay. Why can't we have five minutes of fucking peace, man? Seriously. Because there's something always going on in the back burner that they're trying to hide. But like, honestly... You know, things, you know, we live in the Midwest. We're coming out of winter. Things are starting to, to warm up. The sun's shining. The vibes are good. You know, every, you know, people are talking to each other. Things are starting to feel whatever normal's going to be again, kind of, because we're never going to go back to the norm, normal we knew before. I'm, I'm not no, stupid. Nope. But like, then we got to be like, bam, the fucking. Leak of Roe v. Wade. Somebody, somebody fucking, sorry, I just scared the fuck out of my dogs. Everybody just jumped up when I did that. But like, man, we can't have five minutes apiece. We, it's always got to be something. So we're going to throw this out there in the media and get everybody all riled up again and at each other's throats. Like we can't have like not even two seconds apiece, man. And it's the media and it's the goddamn government. And... Like, what the fuck, man? It's a way for us to be at each other as opposed to trying to unite. They don't want us to unite because if we start thinking and start picking the fact that, oh, this happened and we actually agree, we overthrow. Right. Or like, okay, the United States is going to send another $40 billion to Ukraine. Oh, wait, Rand Paul's going to stop it. Now we're just going to fight some more about that. Fuck, man. Like, are you serious? Like, we can't even have two seconds of fucking peace. It's always something. Like, I'm glad they're they're making people aware. Like, they need to stop sending their money overseas. And let, let it be known, folks, that Mrs. Buds hates politics. Hates. Hates politics, okay? And she's had to listen to this shit, like, big time. I've always been kind of a, like, uh, you know edgy political dude but in the last couple of years it's gotten pretty intense and and rightfully so and for many reasons and and everybody has a reason to be mad over the last two years seriously if you're mad about the last two years you have the fucking right to be mad no matter what side of the fence you're on okay but mrs buds is just not a political chick not in, at all and has had to listen to me rant and rave and rage and still gives me, you know, the opportunity to do this podcast so she can hear it some more. Right. Yes. Cause I get to edit it. Oh, we're back to that again, but I take care of everything for this podcast. So yes, this on this day that you're listening to this podcast, this is Mrs. Bud's podcast, you know, cause she's the whole brains behind this operation. She edits it, you know, she makes things disappear that would make the FBI come over here, you know, just in case. 
Giggle, giggle, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. The posts on social media that aren't politically charged of. (laughs) Yeah, like the really cutesy ones on social media, which please follow us. You know, we're on we're on YouTube. Please subscribe. But we're also on Twitter, which is Buds in Reality. Buds, B-U-D-S, letter N, reality. You know, come on. If you don't know how to spell it, please. I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> we're in a simulation. We don't know reality. But no, no, no. We are on we are on Twitter, Buds in Reality. We are on Instagram, Buds at Buds in the Basement. You gotta have that silly letter A thing. You know, at Buds in the Basement Podcast. We are on Truth Social, which holy shit, folks. <laughs> Truth Social is supposed to be like, oh, it's so free speech and it's a free-for-all, right? Absolutely not. I got in trouble on there. Buds in the basement got in trouble on True Social. They didn't ban us or like give us any type of jail type thing, but they like blocked it and said you have to click on it in order to see this because sensitive content. Uh, yeah, it was sensitive, sensitive Sally's, you bunch of pussies. Because I didn't say nice things about Mitch McConnell. Are you fucking kidding me, folks? Nobody likes cocaine, Mitch. But, anyways, True Social. On some bullshit. Not so truthy, right? What as, as such is life with social media. But now, Roe v. Wade. Let's go there. We okay. got to go there. Okay. Because you're a woman. I am. You're my wife. I am. You're my everything, by the way. What? I know, puke. So, <laughs> but no. As a woman, over... The last two and a half years now, we're going to say, right? Okay. As a woman, you watch the Democrats say, you're going to take this shot or else. Correct. I did get the shot because that was mandatory for work. Okay. And that was a political thing and businesses got involved in blah, 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 right? Yes. And, and the government forced businesses to do such things. They said, if you have 100 employees, you have to do this. Granted, we have 20 I know, but, you know, private business can do private business. Right. All right. So (laughs) that being said, circle the 2022 now, where at that time in the last before, you know, the, the right was like, my body, my choice, blah, the fucking shot. Right. Right. So here we are, 2022. It's flipped. It's flipped. Now it's abortion, right? And the Republicans say we're gonna we're gonna overturn this Roe v. Wade thing, and there's gonna be no more abortions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that any of their business? No. Whose business is that? Mine and my doctor's. Would Would you say before you get too pumped about it? Would you say now, after the last two and a half years, and after listening to my ranting and raving and editing this podcast, would you say that the elephants and asses collectively want to own some type of you or some sort of you? Yeah, they're hypocrites. I mean, they're always going to find some way to fight each other and they're always going to find some way to... I mean... I don't know if own you is the right way, but 
it's to some have some kind of hold on you. Whether well, that would mean ownership. Really, if something has a hold on you, that's ownership. Okay, well, I mean, in layman's terms, really, does it though? Because okay, they. I have student loans. They have a hold on me because of student loans and they have this money. So they own me. Well, well, in a different way. Yes. Yes. They, they do really, they really do, you know, but that type of situation isn't telling you what to do with your own body. It's not telling you that you have to conform to their way whether you believe in it or consent to it or not. And that word consent is a big deal, especially nowadays. You want to hear a little bit of a tangent, folks? Consent is everything that we do in this life, in this world, okay? As Mrs. Bud smiles at me. <laughs> not in a dirty way or anything, or is it? But anyways, you know, consent is what makes sex not rape. Consent is what makes a sales transaction, not robbery. Okay. Right? I mean, you're putting a, it's putting it in terms of, hey, this is this and this. I mean, the cause, the effect. Does that make sense? Transaction. Yeah. I mean, it's, yes. So, that being said, you can get out of those transactions if you don't like those transactions. When the government's involved? No. But that's what I'm getting at. Those other things, well, I mean, like, you know, as long as everybody's a, a, a good person or whatever, because rapes do happen or whatever. But like, but what I'm saying is, is consent is the number one factor yes. of all of our lives. And for some reason, we are getting away from that. I mean, it's this kind of roller coaster effect that we're dealing with right now. It's a roller coaster effect of that when it comes to consent, but it's also a thing where, like, it's okay if my side does it, but not yours. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just this kind of flip flop hypocrite. It's hypocrisy. It's fucking crazy. And this is the world we live in in 2022. And 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 none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. No, really. it doesn't. You know, you you would have thought you know the world would have been better after they outlawed you know Aunt Jemima and fucking you know the Cleveland Indians. The world should have been a better place after all that, right? No, because that was stupid too. Well, like, when does it stop? Like, where does it stop? Where does the demonization stop? You know, it's always something where they're going to demonize you or or make you look <clears throat> un-American or unprofessional or no matter what, because nobody believes in natural rights anymore. No, but who said it back when the Constitution was written? When it became a two-party system, the world would collapse. And here we are. And and like I've said many times, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Dudes, we're fucking decades into this shit now. Like, okay, we're going to elect some Democrats for a while. 
It didn't work. We're going to elect some fucking Republicans for a while. It didn't work. I mean, when are we going to wake up to this, folks? I mean, it's not working. The duopoly isn't working. Is there is there a couple good ones out there? Of course there are. And they're on my radar. And I would like them to be on yours, too. But... You know, I can't I can't force you to do anything. I just I can I, I just want to lead you to water. I can't force you to drink it. If you want to drink the water, that's fine. I love that. Please. And let me know if I helped you drink the water, because that's awesome. And I want you to tell your friends too. But like if I'm leading you to water if you and you don't want to drink it, that's fine too. Maybe supply a straw. <laughs> supply chain what? <laughs> supply a straw. Oh, supply a straw. <laughs> I thought you said something about supply chain. I'm like, oh, you want to go there? Because we have we have those issues too, and we that's do? and that's something that we need to talk about because the food shortages. I mean, we have to eat to stay alive, folks. I mean, well, we're going back to the whole Roe versus Wade and people having children, and they can't even feed their children with no formula. There's no formula on the shelves right now, folks. Like, people can't feed their children. I mean, of course, like, I would say a majority of mothers probably breastfeed. I don't know. Or maybe not. I don't fucking know. I was not a breastfeed kid. I'm a dude. So, but, like, does it matter? Like, not every mother can fucking breastfeed, okay? No. And they can't get the fucking necessities for their child because they can't get them on the shelves, because they can't fill the jobs to put them there and or have the truck drivers or, and or have anybody to make the fucking formulas. No, wait, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about at this point. Uh oh. There was an issue. We in Michigan have the biggest supply chain or supplier of formula. Okay. In Grand Rapids, I want to say, but I might be wrong on that. Um, they had a problem with the formula. It wasn't a supply, like it wasn't a issue of workers. It was an issue of the product. Oh, well, thank you for correcting me. Then I I appreciate that. Really, I don't want to be putting false information out there in the world. So I really appreciate that. Really, but like, what? But like, how does this even happen? Um. I mean, there's many different ways that it happens. How? But but it's all it's all manufacturer based then. Uh, formula short of being blamed on milk monopoly and FDA. That is a, an article that just. Who put that article out though? Fortune. Meh, they're all right. Milk formula shortage gripped in the U.S. since March and parents' pandemic. It was something about that there was an issue. And I mean, correct if we're wrong, but I'm the last article I read is that there was some problem with the formula and they had to shut down our plant here in Michigan, which is one of the biggest suppliers. Yikes. So that I know that that's one of them. And they were trying to get um, other companies that aren't the bigger suppliers to ramp up their production and it's not going as fast as they expected it to go. I saw some shit on Truth Social that was like, Joe Biden took all the formulas off the fucking shelves or sending them to the border. 
That's what I saw. You know what I mean? And I don't know who posted that because, well, I mean, you know, whatever. Take truth with a grain of salt, too. I mean, everybody. Everything. To, all social media with a grain of salt. I mean, any news you get, any news you get is pretty much a crock of shit, especially if it comes to the mainstream. And there's some stuff out there on the Internet that, you know, will give you a I would like to think they're pretty honest, you know, assumptions about what's going on and whatnot that aren't biased to one side or the other, like your, your CNNs and your Foxes of the world, you know, and, and, and a lot of the stuff I get my information from is, uh, uh, project Veritas and James O'Keefe is great. You know, he, 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 he'll give it to you the way you see it, you know, and what you see is what you get type thing. He's not going to be like, Oh, blah, 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 because the left's so bad or blah, 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 because the right's so bad. It's this is what it is. Take it for what you want. You know, uh, the free thought project is the same way, you know, and whatever. There's so many different types of sources out there that you can get your information from. But do your at, research. at the end of the day, you have to do your research. And even even I, I still watch the enemy. You know, I have to just to form my own opinions on certain things, just because, you know, I have my beliefs on, you know, I have my rock beliefs, my core, but then I have, you know, an open mind about a lot of other things that I, I want to know how people feel about, you know, and I can make my own assumptions about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about liberty. It's all about freedom. And if it's going to restrict anyone's freedom or liberty, I'm going to be against it. You know, I don't care whether they're, they're black or white or a woman or man or a trans or gay or whatever. Like if somebody's living their life peacefully and not hurting somebody and taking their stuff, you know, it's none of my business. And you're going to hear me say that a lot on this show. I do say that a lot. And I probably sound like a broken record, but I mean, my political beliefs are simple. Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff, you know, and, and it, it doesn't, why, why do we have to make it harder than that? You know, we all know what falls into those two categories. It's it's not hard. Make it easy. Why do we have to have a law about every fucking thing? You know, why do we have to law have a law about, you know, somebody having a fucking air freshener dangling in their fucking mirror? You know what I'm saying? That's a law. That's obstruction of view. Yeah, well. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> but like, you know. What's it like? I want to know something, honestly. Okay. Yeah. What's it like editing this podcast? People, I'm sure people want to know, honestly. Editing this podcast is interesting. I mean, I don't do the whole politics thing. And you guys kind of go on these tangents sometimes that I kind of just roll my eyes at. And I'm like, I'm listening for bad audio or something that I have to cut real quick, but not fully listening. Some shows I actually enjoy listening to. We've had some guests on here that I actually enjoy. Um, we had um, Robbie Hufflepuff with that. Huff, Robbie yeah. Huff. And he, I mean, his show was great to know, like, the ins and outs of being a firefighter and how he got into that and how the pandemic affected his family. And you have Red Savage back way in week, what, three, four? I think there was a third show. Red Savage was, uh, it was episode three. Red and I kind of had the same kind of relationship than Sean and I do. It's kind of this, 
butt heads but love each other at the same time. And after the show, Red and I kind of had this conversation and kind of understood each other a lot better than we've ever done in the past. So it's just... I have to get my head kind of in the game sometimes to edit the podcast and other days I kind of enjoy what I'm listening to. So, I mean, I get sometimes when the numbers are a little bit skewed and other times when the numbers are in a better direction. It's just, I mean, to each their own. You Some people enjoy certain things. Everybody loves your rants and kind of falls off the chain on the sports side of things. I'm on the other side of things. I kind of enjoy the sports and the music side of things or those kind of political things I actually understand or kind of actually want to get into as opposed to listening to, I hate Joe Biden, I hate Trump, I hate whoever the hell this week, but... (laughs) I hate everyone. Fuck them all. Let's just start over. There you go. Seriously, please. But... What and now we're well, this will be 17, so 17 episodes deep at this point. Mm-hmm. Without this one, because you're they're not going to know without you know, whatever. What what was your favorite show? I guess Robbie's probably it was my favorite show, okay. Um, the first one, the second one, you guys kind of got on the more the political side of things, which kind of turned shut me down, but I mean. It, it, that's always going to happen. I'm not the political side of the show. That's, and the people that kind of listen to your show are that political side. I'm it, I'm the the off person in your listening realm. Now, just to go back to politics now, because oh, that's go. what we do. You know, a lot of the, the enemy, the enemy, the foxes and the CNNs of the world are talking about... Trump Biden or Trump Clinton running it back in 24. Well, it can't be. Oh, Trump Clinton running it back and, and Trump. Oh, I don't want any of it. I, okay. This is going to sound bad, but. No, no, no. I Please, like, people want to know. Because we're not the same. Like, when it, no. we don't agree on political stuff all the way. I know that. And it's no, fine. I'm a 50-50, well, 25-25-25 candidate. If I, you gave me one of those quizzes on what's your political stance, I am neutral across the board. Actually, let me put this out there real quick because we did one of those tests together where, where it would tell you where you sit politically. And Mrs. Buds is actually more libertarian than I am when it came to one of those tests by a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm still more in that whole neutral realm, but I my numbers were a lot different than yours. Well, like honestly, what what would you honestly think as a common person and as and as a woman if they were to run it back with one of those two again? What the fuck? I can't vote for Clinton for reasons and it's not she's a woman and I'm supposed to vote for her and get a woman in office. I I can't do that. I don't believe in what she stands for. Trump, I don't really believe what he stands for either. However, I like the way he run, run ugh, how he ran the country as a business, how things seem to be smoother, even though people were fighting with it constantly. If he shut up and did his job, I think it would be a better place. But he didn't know how. So that aspect scares me. Biden, I can't handle either. So, I mean, and 
that aspect of things. Mickey Mouse, let's go. I mean, like, is is that even acceptable as an American? As a common American, is that acceptable for them to even insult us like that? I feel like that would be an an insult for them to try to run either of those fucking, you know, matches back. Every scenario. I mean, if I had, if the choice was you have this or this, you can't pick another candidate, you can't pick another party, you can't do anything. It's this or this. It'd have to go Trump just because of the way that things worked as a whole better. It's just if you took him as a person out of it. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense because I think, honestly, I still think he would be president if he shut the fuck up and stayed off Twitter. Yeah, if you You took your personal issues off of this and actually ran your business and the way that you were running your business on that straight and narrow course and stopped veering off and like running your mouth about stupid shit, we'd be in that place that we were. It's people didn't like you being a person. They wanted you to be a candidate. I want you to be my president. I don't need to know your personal views. I want your political shit is what I want right now. And you're you're doing too much personal and not thinking about the country. But the border situation was really bad with him too. You know, there's still oh, kids, yeah. you know, you know, there the whole argument was Obama built the cages, Trump used the cages. Biden is still using the cages. Like, how, how, how do you feel about a situation like that? I don't agree with any of it. I mean, I don't believe that you should be coming here illegally and stuff. You should be going through the proper channels to be in a country that you are not a part of. I mean, it's this whole thing. But I mean, yes, we also are a free country, so everybody should be able to be here. That's how we got, well, how we quote unquote got here in the If you're place. a white person, you're an immigrant, period. True. Like, period. No matter what. Denmark. Even, well, I mean, if you're black too, you're an immigrant. You know, uh, black people weren't originally here, you know, as Native Americans and such like that. So, like, if, if if you're Caucasian or black, technically, you are not a blood American per se. You know, we're all Americans now. If you live here in America, you're a fucking American. Right. You know, you're a fucking. You know, productive member of society and and trying to do the right thing. You're a fucking American. Okay. Yes, I'd agree. But I don't think you should be the person that's falsifying paperwork to steal somebody's job that's trying to do it here that's been here, that's properly here. Well, we have friends that have actually gone through the gauntlet to be American citizens. Right. And they're not so happy about how the situations are being handled at the border at this moment. I don't agree And, with and I understand it. And I understand completely at that point because, you know, there's people who went through the proper avenues and, and to be American citizens. Right. And now they're just letting people come here at will and it doesn't matter. And they're going to give them a bunch of money and shit. Like, what the fuck, man? How does that make anyone feel? It's the same difference to where like, okay, you've you've been to college and already had student loans and shit or whatever and you're paying them off but then they're gonna fucking give some kid free college after you have to pay all these loans back they're already getting rid of loans and mine's not one of them but i mean that's fucking crazy right yeah it's the same difference 
you know, they're, you know, but here we are and it's, it's always something though. It's, it's always something like we can't do those people on the borders don't, don't deserve to be in cages. No. If you don't want them here, then turn them away and just tell them to go home. Correct. Don't fucking, there's no, don't separate families and shit. Don't fucking put people in jail. They're not criminals for trying to fucking make a better life. Just tell them no. Right. No, this I mean, the cages situation and the separating families and the kids on their own while mom and dad can't come through. Like, that's what they were doing. Letting the kids through and not letting the adults through. Who is taking care of those kids now they're in foster care and waiting for their parents to come or they're in a cage? Like, And the foster care system so fucked up. So fucked up. I mean... You know? Is it, like... Just send them, send them back. Then fuck, man. Like this, this whole country is a mess right now. The border's a mess. The war's a mess. Like, how do you feel as a taxpayer and as a woman? You know, because everybody has their way of feeling and such. But like, how do you feel about all your tax dollars going somewhere else? No, I don't agree with that either. You have to take care of your own before you can take care of others. I've always said that. I've never been the political. I don't. I'm not the best with history. I'm not any of that. But you have a country for a reason that you are running and you are trying to take trying to take care of, but you're not really taking care of it because you'd rather take care of other people because your country is the best. So we're not there's no problem here. We're not the best right now. We're a fucking dumpster fire. This That's what we believe. But in, and and we're the youngest country. And this is what we believe, that we are the best. We're those teenagers that act like we, our shit don't stink and we can take care of everybody and we can keep, take care of ourselves. We're not. We're not taking care of ourselves and we're trying to take other, care of others when we're just fueling the fire. Right. And and you and we both felt when the war in Ukraine first became a thing or whatever, I kind of... Was like, holy fucking shit, Ukraine, oh my God. You know, at first, and I kind of jumped on the bandwagon of, you know, oh my God, we got to fucking go over there. And I had to think to myself for a second, you know, being the libertarian and all or the anarchist, like, that's not our, that's not our fight. That's not our war. That is not our fight. Why? Why are we involved? We're involved because we took their weapons away in the first place. So now we have to backtrack and be like oh we'll take care of you now or it's because that's part of it I feel like and I also feel like it was part of the whole you know the Obama regime is the one who overthrew the Ukrainian government in 2014 and put Zelensky there in the first place so what are they protecting like what's going on I feel like this is a for me it's a it's a money laundering scheme it's kind of like Ozark over there you know, with all that, like what's going on? I mean, but I mean, is that what they're hiding while they're pushing something else? I mean, I, there's that's always been the thing. Oh my goodness, Beyonce's pregnant with twins, and there was something crazy going on behind the scenes. This is going of why we have seven weeks of the Johnny Depp trial because we're hiding something behind. But we'll give you a little taste of what's going on with Roe versus Wade. I don't fully get I mean, this is why I stay out of politics because I know that here's here's the puppet show but the puppet master behind here is doing a bunch of different things to actually 
make those puppets talk. And you're very right. You're like, honestly, think about everybody's like, oh my God, Amber Heard shit the bed. Where the fuck is Ghislaine Maxwell? What's going on with her? We don't talk about her. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's important. That is a big deal because she has information on particular elites that were in a pedophile pedophile ring. Which he obviously is in somebody's pocket elsewhere because guess what? Epstein hung himself not long being in prison, but she's been there for years. Like, you know, she has information that could literally cripple the system, I think. And that's why we keep you alive and we pay you money. And you're probably not in jail, but that's what we like to tell people that you are. But there's always, but that's what I'm saying though, is like, there's a distraction from everything. Agreed. There's always a distraction from everything. You know, there's a big, there's a big shooting in Buffalo this weekend. No. Big, big time. I've been off of. Now, with. there's been 9,000 conspiracy theories. I'm all over the Twitters of the world and the Facebooks and shit. And I see it all. And your truth socials where I really see it, you know, and a lot of them think it's FBI set up or whatever. But even though, okay, so most likely that, you know, that, that shooting, you know. Is this a train station? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize it was in Buffalo. Yeah. I know it was in New York. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Buffalo. And. Some some people seem to think like it was an FBI thing and how are the cameras so perfect? And I've actually called out the cameras on the news before because they are so perfect. You know, like, how do you have this great footage from Ukraine with bombs blowing off and shit? You know what I mean? Like a super HD where everything should be really shaky. And, you know, but we also have, you know, phones now that take fucking awesome you know, videos and pictures. So, you know, there's no way to tell. Right. You know, I, I my Uncle Al told me once when I was little, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. And that and that's kind of where I'm at, you know, especially right now. Because definitely don't believe nothing you're hearing on TV and definitely don't believe anything these politicians are saying. No fucking way. I mean, if you, you're... You're gravely mistaken if you're believing those people at this point, you know, the best thing you can do right now is just live your life, you know, love your freedom, love your family, but also fight for those things. You know, these things don't come, you know, just for the sake of coming, you know, your freedom and your liberty is something that you have to fight for every day, whether it be vocal or, you know, pumping your fists or stomping your feet somewhere, anything like that. Now's not the time to be complacent or complicit. You know, now's the time to be vocal and, and say what you're going to say and and be who you're going to be. You know, and that's the best I can say about that. But at this moment right now, me and Mrs. Buzz are going to get out of here and enjoy the rest of our night. Much love, y'all. Thank you for listening. <laughs>